0: Miller and Condon Ken Miller oh, mama! Trent Condon Four. This is Miller and Condon On Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO Alright, good morning everybody Welcome to Miller and Condon Tuesday, Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO It's Trent Condon, and Ken Miller on the air talking sports with you for the next couple of hours. Appreciate you uh, spending some of your time here with us. A BMW Des Moines guest list looks like this. We're going to talk We Will Collective with uh, Brent Bloom, who uh, runs things over at the We Will Collective. I believe they're on the cusp of getting an agreement uh, with a uh, an Iowa brewery, similar to what the... Uh, Hawkeye Swarm did with their uh, relationship with Exile. So Bloomie will fill us in on all the details and what We Will has been doing uh, this summer in order to try and uh, build up the coffers, as that is indeed the area era rather that we live in. So Brent Bloom at eleven thirty, twelve oh five. 12.05. Frank Schwab from Yahoo Sports. Uh, his um, countdown of the top 32 teams in the NFL has begun, which is one of those boxes you check. Schwab's working on that. Got the Bears. I, I don't like where he's got the Bears. What number? I think like thirty or twenty nine. It's fair, is it? Defense is going to stink. Yeah. Well, maybe I mean, you. Maybe I'll take. I'll. I'll defer to you on this one. Uh, so uh, Frank Schwab on the NFL at twelve oh five. And then, uh, what have we got after that? David Eicholt. Oh, David Eicholt, of course. On uh, on the University of Iowa, they've got an event with a swarm, speaking of collectives, has an event, a golf event, and uh, David Eicholt is camped out there uh, at the uh, golf event to raise money for the swarm, and I'm guessing there'll be swarm beer at the... T box of every hole, right? or certainly a bunch of them at the turn at the very least. So, uh, last night settled in. Hoped we'd get a good championship game. It was anything but. It was atrocious but overall it was pretty entertaining uh, with the exception of the last couple of games. It pretty darn entertaining as Florida goes down in flames to LSU. The game was really never in doubt. In fact, it was uh, so far out of reach that everyone had to bring skeins into the game. Now, right. I wasn't watching at that point. I, you texted me and I said after the, after the home run to make it 9-2, I out because the Twins were in a real dogfight, at least at the mm-hmm. time, with the Braves and the Brewers. The Mets were doing some business, so I thought, you know what, I'll go over there and Twitter alert me if it gets close again. And sadly, it didn't.
1: It did not. Uh, finish up the night watching a little Nationals Mariners. Yeah, yeah baseball's great. Isn't is not it? it really is? I just I, I, I just was love into it. it. I, yep. Now I had a bet on it, but. Just watching ball, watching two teams yep. I don't
0: see a ton of. And right. Where did you, oh, you get that? Because you got the uh, the package. I got
1: the package. It yeah. was on uh, MLB Network. Was though. it? It was on the overflow, the 213-1. Mm. It was the overflow. So other people were also, if you don't have extra innings, were able to tap in to that one in an awful strike three to end the ball. Oh, game. it was now, terrible. And I yeah. saw that on yeah.
0: Twitter. My God. No, it was 8-4, but still. right. Man, there's a lot of these. Trend, it's, it's, it's worse this year than it's ever been. It feels it, that it, way. It really does. Yeah. It, it does feel this way. I don't know if refere- referees, umpires, or... Uh, just at the point now that they know that it's coming and, you know, it's inevitable that somebody's be cutting, be calling these robo umps going to be behind the plate. And we, therefore, you know, what, the, why should we bother? Type of thing. Mm-hmm. I hope that's not the case. I know it's not with all, but my good God, they just miss. I mean, there's seldom you watch a game, just scratch your head. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you miss that? Right. Absolutely. Whether it's right down the middle or six, eight inches outside. Either way, they're missing them all over the place. It's not good. It is
1: prevalent. Mm -hmm. at this point. We see a ton of this anymore, unfortunately. But that is the reality of what baseball is, and maybe it's uh, just hanging out with you. I I (laughs) notice it a little bit more than I have in the past, but yeah, very, very frustrating, at the very least, of what we're seeing and what we continue to see in that realm. Because yes, it gets frustrating, Mm -hmm. and there's going to be missed calls. I'm fine with that, but it feels like there's so many big Uh. missed calls over the course of the game. Speaking
0: of missed calls, Rocco Baldelli, in a two-one game, yeah, out. Yeah, good God, I saw you. And what happened? You knew it was coming. Here it was comes Pagan. Inevitable. It's uh-huh. still a two-one game. I know. If it was seven-one, fine. Yep. Put that garbage guy
1: out mm-hmm. there and yeah, mop it up and finish it out. Right. No. Instead, he goes out there and what is he? Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's mm-hmm. one after mm-hmm. that
0: one. It was the inning started was one apiece. Sonny Gray, uh, mm-hmm. who'd been really good. He had been. Uh, he had been really good in that game. That was a well-pitched game for, uh, on both sides, until Pagan came in. Yeah. And then things changed.
1: Uh, Ozuna just went with the pitch. It wasn't a great pitch. It was left out over the plate. But it's 2-1. Mm-hmm. Gray was tiring. Yeah. He got through a couple of jams, including, I think, the fifth it was, where that had been kind of his bugaboo. Gave up a hit. Then he walked a guy. And those middle innings have been a problem for him lately. He able to battle through it. And had a one two three six 2 inning. Goes out there for the seventh. Left one out there. But to bring in Pagan, who we know, this has been two and a half years mm-hmm. now of ineptitude. You know what's coming. As bad of a reliever as there has yep. been in all of baseball. And in that game, you bring mm-hmm. him in. Brock Stewart's been outstanding. Was also warming up right next to him. <laughs> and yet your decision yeah. is to go with the guy that is... God-forsaken, awful every time, uh-huh. and that's who you go with in a high-leverage spot. Terrible decision by Rock.
0: No, I'm with you, Trent. Uh, I'm with you. The game got out of hand at that point. It was four-one, so I was over watching the end of uh, speaking of ineptitude. The, the Mets are. I mean, my God, this Ooh. is just. I don't know what's wrong with this team. They spent more money on this baseball team, and they are just terrible. Them and the Padres, the Mets mm-hmm. and the Padres, two huge payrolls, two teams that I don't think either one of them are going to make the playoffs. I don't think so. Of the two. Maybe the Padres? The Padres would be the one that I'd have a little bit more hope for.
1: But right now, in the wild card, the Padres are six and a half games back of a wild card spot, and the Mets are eight and a half games back just mm. of a wild card, not division, mm-hmm. of a wild card spot. Mm-hmm. That's unthinkable with both these teams coming into the year. I was lower on the Padres, certainly, than you were, but I thought they were going to be good. I did too. I thought I, they were going to be a playoff team. I thought they were going to outscore everybody. No. I did. And the Mets, they can't hit. Uh-huh. They're not getting the pitching performances that they anticipated. It has been two very frustrating years. Those two, along with the Cardinals, most disappointing teams in baseball, fair to say?
0: Yeah. How about the fact that they're all in the National League? Right. Um, who, who from the... Maybe the Mariners, because they looked as though they right. turned a corner, maybe? I. You could say the Astros.
1: I mean, they're out of the playoffs as it starts today. It's true. Half game out. Half game out. Yep. So. If that plays out, if the Astros don't make the playoffs, Mm -hmm. I think they're still the answer in the American League.
0: Yeah, but you know what? You look at the East though, and the Orioles have arrived, and 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 they're going to get one, and the Yankees are still going to get in, and I think the Jays ultimately will. I mean, Mm -hmm. I might put the Blue Jays in that conversation because there was a lot of. It wasn't just me, right? Yeah, there was (laughs) plenty of picking the Blue Jays uh, for this uh, for this to be their year. Um, um, Maybe, maybe, yeah, I get your Astros point, but uh, anyways. The good news is there's a lot of baseball left <laughs> yes, to be played. What, 90 games or whatever it is? Is there 90 games left? Let's see. Where are we at right now? Yeah, we're about 70. Yeah. Yeah, right in that range. So, yeah, right. 90 more baseball games It's such a long season when you lay it out like that. I mean, it seems like it's been going on forever. We're at the, not even at the halfway. Are we at the halfway point? No, no we're not. We're, we're not at the halfway point not. yet. Still 10 more games uh-huh. to get there.
1: Jesus. Another week and a half and going into basically 4th of mm. July. That'll be about the midway point. Of the season. So, watching the Braves last night, as I did watching, of course, with the Twins, I uh, we've talked about this in the past, but I miss the newspaper and the agate type. Yeah, me too. And looking every day mm-hmm. and seeing the batting average leaders mm-hmm. and the RBI and the home run leaders and the wins and the, everything. It's something that I miss. And I feel like I miss a part of baseball not having that. Yeah, I can bring it up on the
0: computer. Yeah, but you don't. You're lazy. I'm right. the same way. You just, you uh-huh. don't the same way. right. If it's there laid out in front of you, you're going to read it. I I'm the, I couldn't agree with you more, Trent. I miss the newspaper. But I think we as a country, like I know I'm going to get blowback because the paper you read doesn't <laughs> slant your political <laughs> way. I could care less about that. Yeah. But but what's going on in your community? Mm-hmm. I think as much as anything, that's what I miss. I miss you know what's going on in Des Moines and in the suburbs and in the state of Iowa. You just don't know. I mean, I have a, an online subscription. You know what I read more than anything? It's, I don't know. It's the age. I, mean, I read the obituaries. Oh, no, yeah. Do I know that guy? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and More and more I do. Yeah. Which, Jesus. Um, that happens. I guess it does. Yeah. But yeah, that's a, I read that and uh, I read the locals. I mean Hines and Peaty and mm-hmm. Birchie and cow uh, Are they going to fill? Uh, they're going to fill Skinny Kenny's. Or is that yes. Skinny Kenny's position. Yeah, Smith, Yeah, yeah. It, it, I
1: believe it has been filled. I remember I'm in the text thread that Chad cow has, and I believe he said that it has been uh, filled, but it hasn't been announced yet. Yeah, I, I believe that was the mm-hmm. terminology that he used. So yeah,
0: it has been filled, which <clears> is so, good. So what are they waiting for? I th- don't want to pay him till football gets here. Well. I think they have another job. Or her. Oh, they haven't left that yet? Right. Okay. So I Is think, it a male or female? Do we know? Didn't say. Okay. But awaiting the decision.
1: Awaiting I think he said waiting for them to make the announcement. Gotcha. So I would guess it probably has something to do with mm-hmm. finishing out the contract July first would make sense. Oh yeah. You know, a new fiscal year yeah. starts. I, I could see certainly something like that happening and hit the ground running right into football season. But yeah,
0: there'll be two back on the Good. Iowa beat here pretty soon. And and the the one not named Leistaka, wherever that Aren't they Iowa City residents usually? Or well, they that, have or, been. Right, yeah. as, as of late? Yeah, Embert was, Kennington yeah. Smith was,
1: so I think they like to have boots on the ground. What's her name, Was her name Leah? She didn't work for the Register.
0: She didn't? Who was she with? She was with the Gazette. Gazette, you're right. Yeah, yeah with the Gazette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Four months. That was it, huh? I think that's... They all fun. leave for the SEC. Yes, they <laughs> do. Everybody's going to the SEC. Alabama poaching. Yeah. But uh, back to the the uh, point
1: that we started with here in the newspaper. I didn't realize Matt Olson was leading the National League in home runs. Friend, did you see the weekend that he had? Well, and then <clears throat> 25 home runs. Mm-hmm. Like I knew Pete Alonso had been up there most mm-hmm. of the season, but I just hadn't realized right. because yeah. I don't read the agotype yeah. anymore yeah. 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 that Olson had overtaken him. And that's just the part of baseball mm-hmm. that I, I do miss. There's... Those little things. Two old guys talking about back in the day. Eleven to one here on
0: KXNL. Yeah, that's okay though. I, I think there's an audience for <laughs> yes, this. I is. hope there's an audience yeah, for this. <laughs> right. And I know we're lot not alone. It um mm-hmm. When when I first somebody first told me that this is nineteen ninety nine, two thousand. Um that there's. It won't be long before the newspaper, there's no such thing as the newspaper either. You are so out of touch. What are you talking about? This guy never got anything right. Never got anything right. Got this right. Got yeah. this right. And um, I don't know. It's just not the same. So many
1: national newspapers that we've known, the yes. big regional newspapers right. that are... Two three times a
0: week. Just wanted to hit the step, right? Just this that moment, of going out and grabbing your paper and taking it out of the bag. And did you get the big peach? Was that still around when you came y- here? Yes, but not for very long. Okay. I don't think yeah. so. So I got here in eighty nine, and yes, the big peach was a thing. I'm not sure when it was. Um, when they changed because it because it went just to like a normal like the other sections of the paper. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the year, but. Um, Look, the Des Moines Register had an uh a huge reputation. I had heard of the Des Moines Register. Yeah. Growing up in Winnipeg, it was a it was um you know one of those national papers if you will.
1: The first in the nation status helped in kind of the national uh-huh. brand and you had the political angle to it. The big
0: peach was something mm-hmm. different. You know, but the, and the, we don't have the first in the nation. Do we still have that? Are the what do they call them the You're caucuses? Yeah, what am my- I I <laughs> thought that was really cool that we kind of let off the process. Right,
1: right. It and I think it's I but know. maybe coming to an end, I don't know, yeah, I know okay. that it was a disaster last time they were here, talking about the wrong people, right <laughs> <laughs> uh, the big peach, yeah, I'm trying to find uh, see if anything pops up here the year that it finally went away.
0: no, but. it was, we it was uh it was it was here when I got here in eighty nine so I know mm-hmm. it was here maybe early nineties, maybe when i I went to denver from ninety one to ninety four I don't remember when I came back,
1: and you'd get the agatype, you'd get baseball, and then on Sundays in the big peach. It'd be an expanded MLB stats page, and I remember just diving through mm-hmm. that. I mean, looking and notes at notes columns. One. Oh yes,
0: notes column. I love notes column. I loved Sid Hartman. Yes. You know what? in in the, in the Star Tribune that little notes column he put together. Every we bounced around every sport. A little hockey, a- and anything. Every, here's everything. what I'm hearing on right. this buzz of right. high school kid and yep. just a little of yep. everything. And that's the way that it was. Here we are today, definitely a different world. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Otani leads the. Home run race, Matt's not Matt Olson. Rather has been surpassed by Shohei Otani. Oh, I, I said he that hit surely, last. Yeah. Okay, but yep. he hit one last night. Otani did uh, against uh, Dylan Cease, and boy, he got every single bit of it, didn't he? My yes, God, he did. Unbelievable. All right, so Caitlin Clark won another trophy last night. Uh, I, I was there. Any drama at all? I wouldn't think so. I mean, the college player of the year, yeah, the female player of the year. I mean, who else was it going to be? There's nobody. There's nobody, Trent. No, no. And did you hear her interview prior to the awards? She was asked, what are you most looking forward to in your upcoming season? You know what her answer was? Did you hear that? No. Every game sold out. Yeah. Every game sold out uh-huh. at Carver Hawkeye. And then she did slip up a little bit. Now, nah, maybe not slip up. That's not the right way of putting it. Maybe she provided a little clarity into her future plans when she was asked. I don't know what the question was. But she responded, I've got one or two years left. Oh, she was asked about the WNBA. Oh, okay. You know what? Um, you know, it's a dream years to play in the WNBA. Well, I've got one or two more years left of college. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you too, huh? Interesting. Wouldn't that be something? Do you think she does? I don't. You think she goes after this year? I believe that she Because what's there left to do? Right. Now, say they get beaten in the Elite
1: Eight. Now, right. it also depends on development. If we see Hannah Stolke... That's right. There's so much
0: pressure on her. Make There's that, so much yeah. pressure on I mean. Her. This team, you lose two starters uh-huh. from last year. It's a pretty big, yeah, two starters that weren't just filling roles.
1: Mm-hmm. Indiana's not going anywhere. Penn State's still, mm-hmm. or Ohio State, excuse right. me, is going to be really good again. Yep. They very well could be, you know, a 2-3 seed mm-hmm. in the tournament, and you're on the same in the same bracket as LSU. Mm-hmm. Not back to the Final Four. Nope. What does Iowa bring in? What does the freshman that they brought in this year look like? You know, what? what is the development of st- some of those young players? I, I still
0: am disappointed that they didn't add to this roster. They tried. Yeah. It has to be reciprocal. I get it. You can't force kids to come, che- To Write a bigger check. Okay. Write a bigger check. Do what you have to do. You've got a generational player, and the roster's the same. I just don't think it's fair that they didn't try. I know they tried. Okay. Well, they didn't succeed. They didn't. Right.
1: But, and, and if at first you don't succeed, what do you do, Trent? Alyssa Morrow wasn't coming.
0: She, they reached out right away. Iowa was one of the first schools to contact. So why didn't they come? Let's put it that way. Instead of going back and forth, whether they tried hard enough or not, why didn't they come? What's What was preventing them? They don't want to play with Caitlin Clark? Ah, I think, I don't buy that for a minute. See, I think there's a part why of Why would you not want to play with her? Because
1: she gets the spotlight. It's about her. I don't want to play with Gretzky. He's too good. He's going to lead you to championships. But there is that thought process. In this era, where it's about me. It's about my brand. It's about building... My brand and well, getting you know my NLA. Get your NL- wagon
0: NL- and let her tug you along. Well, you think that's going to happen at LSU? I do, but in some <laughs> cases, it's going to get lost because that pecking order. I mean, Jesus. How many and, more kids can they have? And if you want to win, what's a better place to win, LSU or Iowa? Or well, LSU by a mile. Yeah.
1: So I think it comes down to that. And, and Caitlin, she can be difficult to play with. She's not the easiest player, I don't think, to play with. And I think there's some people that. Worry about the me and worry about her getting all the attention. Some players don't like that. But I know Morrow, they reached out right away, and it was not reciprocal. There was no response back. She was not coming I to Iowa. Didn't even return a call? They didn't even get to pitch to her? Not much. I mean, really? they, they tried. They tried incredibly hard, and it was, not, it was not the feedback that they thought they would get at minimum. There was no chance of a visit. It wasn't happening. She had her sights set on other places, and she wasn't alone. It's frustrating, though, and you're Uh right. And and when it comes to the Swarm, and we heard about the amount of money that was dedicated there in April. All of a sudden, they're getting an influx of money that they didn't have to Uh put towards women's basketball. There'll be 5,000 people in the building most nights, more than the men's game this year. Yes. Yeah. That thing's going to be banged out every single time. Right. And if they do
0: women-men... How many people leave the building after oh, the women's God. game? As opposed to the way it used to be? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. The, the women used to love playing on the men because then they built up their attendance numbers. Right. Their average attendance at the end. That's not the case this year. Not the case this year. Oh, my God. Different world. It is. It really and truly <laughs> is. So if they don't get there this year, maybe she does come back this mm-hmm. and
1: Maybe. But it depends on what the re- what rest of the roster looks like, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we... See Hannah Stulkey take the step forward. She was so good in limited minutes last year. Her ability to run the floor, she is a perfect complement. And if they're able to play her together, and they have O'Grady out there as the center, and she takes the development that we've seen so many players under Jan Jensen in the post do, this team's going to be good. But last year, also remember the way the bracket opened up. Mm-hmm. Their most difficult game getting to the final four was in the round of thirty-two against Georgia. Yeah. I mean, that was their most yeah. difficult but game that was a, to get that was there. Test, you're right. And what if Duke wouldn't have got beat by Colorado in the round of 32, and they have to play that Duke team that had an incredible perimeter defender out mm-hmm. there in front? You just don't know. It's a one and done tournament, mm-hmm. and it very quickly can end. Two years ago, they lost to a Creighton team that frankly wasn't very good. No, I remember. Watch the game, and they just it was a Sunday didn't play afternoon well. wasn't it? it was yeah, yeah. and they just didn't play well in that one. One bad shooting performance. We know about the defensive issues year after year yeah. with the squad. You suddenly can be bounced very quickly in this one. It's not a sure thing. I think there's still too much uncertainty to say one way or the other if this is it for Caitlin or she'll come back for her super
0: senior year. Well, um, it's going to be tough to get tickets to see her. Your, yes. your best, your best bet maybe to, you know, head north. Head west, <laughs> Yes. And um, be part of the visiting crowd in Lincoln or up in the Twin Cities, or wherever your Big Ten outpost may be, uh, to catch the Caitlin Clark show. So I wanted to do this, and it's a really tricky exercise. You know, Scott Dockerman, who we had on yesterday, by the way, congratulations uh, to both Doc and to John Sears at um, National Sports, mm-hmm. whatever they do every year in North Carolina. Writer of the Year and broadcaster. Broadcaster of the Year, of the year to... to, to um, uh, th- those were the Iowa recipients this year, and their uh, day was yesterday.
1: Is that for, I got a question.
0: Yep. Have you ever been nominated for that no, award? No.
1: I mean, I don't know. I don't think so. Are radio guys ever nominated for that award, or is it only a TV thing? I I don't know the answer. You've got a quarter century plus now.
0: Uh, in fact, yesterday was, I started year 28. Year 28. Yes. You put in good work. Mm-hmm. Well, I put in long work.
1: <laughs> you put in good work. Do you guys not get this? Yeah. I, can I can we throw own. Ken
0: Miller a bone here? No, I was a better race caller than I a talk show host.
1: Okay, you're very good at
0: that. I, I was, I've, I've heard plenty of clips. Yeah, uh, it was fun. Um, I don't know the answer, but yeah. uh, but way to go Sears and way to go Doc, yes. uh, both the uh, very talented at, uh, at at what they do. Um, where was I going on this? Oh, and I, I know what it was. So so Scott Dockerman wrote that. Did the most appealing. To the least appealing when it came to the Hawkeye schedule, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, at the athletic. How do you do that for Iowa State? Oh, boy. That's right? a more
1: difficult exercise, isn't it?
0: Now, I think it's an incredibly difficult proposition. So, what Doc, the way he did it, uh, he ranked the opponents and matchups from the least appealing mm-hmm. to the most appealing matchup when it comes to Iowa State. All right. So what would, you, what would you say is, let's do the least appealing, first of all. Least appealing at Ohio. Because it's on the road. Yeah. You know what, Ohio? They're good. They're going to be pretty good. Their quarterback, who set tons of records and got hurt late in the year, uh-huh. is back. The kid that took his place in the bowl game, oh, he was named MVP of the bowl game. So they got two good quarterbacks at Ohio. But I agree with you because the game is on the road. Number 11. number 11 most intriguing game,
1: home for Kansas. I know Kansas took a huge step last year. I would... uh, Jalen Daniels is going to be a stud again. he's a hell of a player. And if you don't have Daniels and Howard up there near top three of Big 12 quarterbacks, I think you're doing it wrong. Yeah, I agree. Um, And I've seen those lists, and I have not seen... One of them didn't have one of them in the top five. It was like a top five. Like, what are you doing? Really? It's just unthinkable. What about Northern Iowa? In state, in state now, statewide different than it is on a national perspective, but even a regional Big Twelve perspective. Yeah, you'd put that FCS, FBS at number Mm ten, number nine.
0: I was going to flip right to the to one, two, three because it's really difficult. We don't know. We don't know how the you know the Cincinnati rivalry, the BYU Mm -hmm. rivalry. They get two newbies. They get both of them on the road. They get both of them on the road, but. It comes to a
1: November 11th, how many people nationally are excited about an Iowa State at BYU matchup? True. Yeah. Yeah, true. That one's probably
0: going to be down there towards Mm -hmm. the bottom of the list. Mm -hmm. Most intriguing? Yeah, what is it? What's the most intriguing game on Iowa State's schedule? Iowa?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: It is. rivalry component. It is. Back in Jack Trice. And I didn't want it to be. I wanted to find a conference game. Right. The o- Oklahoma State game. I think that's two or three. I think that's either second or third.
1: At ah. Oklahoma because of how well they played against the Sooners. Mm-hmm. You put that up there, but we don't
0: know. No. You know you know, who I think has to be Venables on the list? might be out. You, don't, you think during the year he might be out? I think yeah. he might be. Here. I don't know if he gets to the SEC.
1: Let's see Oklahoma's schedule here. Because I've thrown this out a couple of times. Now, they open up. I mean, it is cake. They're going to get off to a really good start. Arkansas State, SMU at Tulsa. Jesus, Jesus. they go to Cincinnati. I think -hmm. they'll win there. Mm -hmm. They get Iowa State at home, Mm -hmm. so they're five and zero going into the uh, the
0: Cotton Bowl,
1: the Red River, and it's a shootout. It's not just a rivalry; (laughs) it's a shootout. Still for me, right? Lose that one, and then you know, lose a stinker against like a Central Florida or a Kansas, and all of a sudden wheels are starting to get. John Reese Plumley's a hell of a quarterback. They're starting to. Wheels are starting to get a little shaky there. And they get to November and they already suddenly have 3 4 losses. Do you think there's four losses before November? <sighs> no, not not before. I'm you know and then they lose at home to West Virginia, who's going to be terrible. It's awful. And Nelson, hey, we got to pull the plug down. Mm-hmm. We got to get a jump on everybody else. Well, I could see that. I yeah. could see that. You want to get in front of everybody and it's else. It's so unfortunate that that has become a part of college athletics. Mm-hmm. I hate that part of it. Mm-hmm. But It's the reality, right? It is. It is. Get to the front of the line and know that we got our pick. And what we see happening right now with West Virginia basketball. They give the interim tag to a guy that a year ago was basketball, director of basketball operations. Is that what he was? Yeah. Like 18 months ago. Holy mackerel. (laughs) He has had one year as an assistant coach. And now you
0: walk into the Big 12 with those coaches? Mm. Good luck, kid that league Woo! Uh, finished the top three so we both think it's iowa one yes who do you have two oklahoma state i'm gonna put oklahoma state second yes i got them in the top three i got a different two who's your three they're probably my two texas coming in for
1: one final time i went k-state k-state yeah
0: good rivalry mm-hmm. i think
1: you gotta put is that the top five though iowa oklahoma oklahoma state texas k-state
0: I think Oklahoma and Texas, just because of the pure hatred that the fan base is. I mean, it's not just exclusive to Iowa State. Right. Every Big 12 fan base hates them. Yes. Uh, for the last time Texas is going to come to town, it's November. It's mm-hmm. going to be the final game of the year, Jack Trice. Are you believing the Texas hype this year? Well, I believe it every year. Oh No, I don't You're believe it every year. I I hear it every year, and I place them too high because of that. I'm I only think K-State will win the conference. You do? I do. I think K-State will win the conference. I think Texas will play them for the championship. you got Texas K-State yeah. playing the title game. That's my Big 12 title game.
1: I'm getting there with Texas. And you know I'm usually on the other side. Mm-hmm. I need to see it. You need mm-hmm. to prove it. I, I'm sick of hearing about the talent. Yep. Actually show it on the field, and it hasn't happened with the Longhorns very often much in the last 15 That's years. That's true. This one, I'm getting there. I liked what we saw out of yours last year. I, I liked at mm-hmm. times playing banged up, injured. I think that offensive line is going to be good and the defensive line is going to be good. And that's usually the knock on Texas. Yeah, they bring in four and five star kids, but they're soft. Mm-hmm. They go in there and they just they lose a little something yep. when they get to Austin. Yep. And maybe it's just too much fun and maybe it's just too good. Or maybe in recruiting rankings, when they get that Texas offer, they get bumped up because of that. They're not quite as good, whatever the reason is. But usually softness is something with Texas. I don't see it this year. Did we see Arch Manning on the field this year? No. Not at all. Oh he might put a kneel down. He might hand it off in a blowout.
0: If yours gets hurt as he did last didn't he miss some games last year? I think he yeah. did. Yeah. Um yeah, he got hurt in the Alabama game. Mm-hmm. Um do they go to him? No. I'm not sure he's even second on the chart. I don't think chart. he is. No. That uh their other quarterback, their backup that stuck around. Okay. He had a really good spring. Did he?
1: And yeah, I think yeah, if we see Arch Manning, it's gonna be less than a handful of snaps mm-hmm. this year.
0: Just at the end of Blots and that's Too it. bad because um, we'll never see him in Ames. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, not that that's make or break your year. November's a long time away, though. It is. The injuries a happen. Wasn't right, Brent...
1: year Virginia had to play a middle linebacker at quarterback because they were down to like their sixth string? I don't
0: remember. It was like that. three, four years <laughs> so, I remember yeah. I was trying to find running backs. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll take our time out, come back. Brent Bloom from the We Will Collective will join us next. Have you heard of West O? Brewery, yeah, yeah, in Okaboji. Mm-hmm, yep, can you buy it in Des Moines? Yeah, you can. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's good. So there's distribution locally, because mm-hmm. uh, that was my that was my question. Yeah, uh, what's the what's the because I went online and I tried to, you know, where to buy type of thing, and I filled in Ankeny five zero zero. Nothing. Oh, really? I,
1: I would it, guess like your high yeah. V probably has some. Something like that. Uh, I'm gonna look for it. Their cocoa stout is kind of their most well known. Now that's not a really a beer type that I enjoy. You're not gonna hang your hang. That is the no. That won't be the we we will. They'll make it. You know, we a pilsner or yeah, a lager, right? right exactly. Yeah. That's what they'll do there. But that's at least what I've heard in beer circles. They're west, best known, but not for my. That, so have you tried it? No, no, I don't
0: like that type of beer. So. Hmm. Did you notice it last weekend when you're at Okoboshi? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You did? It's on tap, yeah, Everywhere, places, huh? Yeah, yep. Cool. I, I'd never heard of it until um, the, the word came out that that's... Well, uh, you don't get out much. I mean, it's not well, that's in the true. middle of the basement. That, <laughs> 11.30. Uh, time for a keyword. Uh, that $1,000 home run is upon us. Head to kxno.com right now. And you can enter this nationwide contest by inserting the keyword GRAND in the pop-up box at KXNO.com. GRAND at KXNO.com. That's your chance to win $1,000. And you've got another one coming up in about less than an hour. And then throughout the afternoon with Murph and Andy. And then the drive with Heather and Sean. Brent Bloom from We Will joins us when we come back on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. .net. Miller and Condon. Welcome back. to keyword this hour was Grand Grand at KXNO.com. Another one coming up in about 50 minutes. Right now, let's get to Brent Bloom from the We Will Collective. We'll talk that. We'll talk I was we'll State with our friend Brent Bloom. Brent, uh, Trent and Ken, thank you for coming on. Uh, before I, I, uh, we, I get to We Will or Trent goes to We Will, I want to ask you um, about Omaha Ballou. Uh, and you're kind of an encyclopedia when it comes to things, uh, things yeah. bloomy. So what has there been a player of... Um, you know, his magnitude, uh, the, the, some of the, the uh, platitudes that he's reached uh, prior yep. to getting to Iowa State. Uh, obviously, you're hearing a lot of one and done um, from some people. I'm not saying that that is the case. But who does he remind you of prior to, you know, ever putting on a Cyclone uniform?
2: Man, that's a really good question and good to join you guys. I mean, I would say I mean, there's only been two McDonald's All Americans in Iowa State history, and the other one was Marcus Pfizer. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you, you basically have to go there, and I would say Omaha is credentials coming in are higher than Marcus's were although Marcus wasn't McDonald's All-American ended up a top five pick in the NBA draft but he stayed three years where you know I think for Omaha I think it is all eyes on one year and he's going to have a super productive year you don't make that under 19 team and a rotational player without being very good I mean that that's a that's where Tyrese Halliburton really took off but that was after his freshman year so I mean Omaha is going to come in he'll be an instant impact guy I wouldn't be surprised if he leads Iowa State in scoring. I don't think his skill level gets talked about enough. You'll hear about his toughness and his rebounding and his length, but he's starting to actually make some basketball plays too, which is pretty exciting. So I would say to Iowa State fans, after seeing a little bit of some, uh, some of the scrimmage of this new group, uh, the, the concerns about putting the ball in the basket will not be as pronounced this year. <laughs>
1: That's why I really like this team is against scores. Yeah. And it is a multitude of different guys that can do it. You know, the defense is going to be there what odds is built up there. And just you're going to play, you got to play a little defense, but they got some bucket getters there. What's yeah. a realistic baseline for Omaha Blue? You know, we love numbers here. You know, yeah. is it 12 points, four rebounds, couple assists, a block a game, something like that? What would be a realistic Brent Bloom baseline here for Blue in year one?
2: Yeah. I think you're right on it. I mean, I would say, you know, even 12 and, 12 and 6, 12 and 7, I think he's going to be a really high-level rebounder um, just with his energy. And he's going to play a lot. So I think where he's going to stand out and what the NBA loves about him is those hustle stats. So deflection, steals, blocks, uh, he'll really stand out. I don't think he'll have the ball a lot in his hands. Um, so I'm guessing his efficiency numbers will be pretty good. But I think as a baseline, yeah, you're looking at a guy who's going to play – 25 to 30 minutes, 12.7 rebounds, and just, just really do everything. And, you know, he's, he's been working on his jump shot a little bit too. He made one the other day in that under 19 tournament. So he's not a guy that's going to go out there and, and be Steph Curry by any means, but he's also somebody you have to pay attention to. So I think this, you know, for Iowa State basketball, it's going to be interesting. You could have one of those teams where you've got, you know, four or five guys that are between that nine and 16 point area. Um, a little bit like those those Hoiberg teams where they were so balanced. Now, I don't think this team is going to be as lethal offensively as those, but uh, you've got guys like Keyshawn Gilbert and, and Curtis Jones coming in, Jackson Paveletsky. All those guys have scored at this level, and, and not to mention you know the solid play you're going to get from a Trey King and a Taman Lipsy. So I think this group's going to be really fun. And Iowa State fans, some learning curve for sure. Early the the non conference schedule is not exactly uh you know a full of sex appeal, but yeah. they're going to learn how to win.
0: Yeah, you're well 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 put. And if they don't, that's a big problem. Yeah, that is a problem. Yeah, um, yeah. Brent, when will a um any any idea when we'll see the the conference schedule come out? Have you heard a date?
2: I I haven't, and you know for whatever reason the football one took forever. So I don't know if it's like a it's all computer based, if it's an algorithm to figure out who goes where and who gets plugged into uh, primary rivals. I've heard through the grapevine that BYU is going to be Iowa State's mm-hmm. rival in basketball, meaning they're going to play twice mm-hmm. against those guys every year. Um, but otherwise, I, I would guess just generally it's around this time frame. you got to know, I'm guessing, the next couple weeks. It's usually a non-conference schedule, then the Big 12 one is released.
1: Brent Bloom joining us from the We Will Collective. Some news on the horizon. I know you still have some... T's to cross and eyes to dot, but a beer, a Cyclone beer with yeah. the Collective coming out. What can you tell us in the details?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's cool, and I, I got to give kudos to the Swarm, first of all, for the great idea, and then mm-hmm. I think Boise State, Cincinnati also had similar endeavors, and and really, it makes so much sense. I mean, the great thing is, uh, you know, Iowa State fans and Iowa fans probably don't have a lot of oil tycoons, but dang <laughs> it, we got people who can drink beer, That's True. so take it, take advantage of your audience, know your audience, so... You know, when the swarm came out with that idea, I was like, "Gosh, how do we? We should mm-hmm. be on the same boat." So, started reaching out to some of the the bigger name brewers and really wanted to find a good connection, right? So, clearly, there's some really big name brewers that are over in eastern Iowa um, that that are right near Iowa City that may not have been the best fit. Mm-hmm. So, we kind of wanted to find an Iowa State fit. And just so happens, uh, the people at Westow are it's an Iowa State family, a couple of Iowa State alumni that own the place. And the key thing for us was, uh, you know, a, a drinkable beer that is distributed statewide. And it's just uh, just a benefit that uh, their Iowa State people as well want to support us. So I would say to Iowa State fans, you know, it's great to, to support us that way. Well, hopefully it's not the only way. As it's not like it's going to be a <laughs> – right.
0: uh,
2: it's not the only way that, that just make this collective exist, but it's a, a fun way and really for us. It's more of a marketing and a branding thing than anything. So we're going to slap our QR code on that can and, and get the word out because it, it's surprising, guys. I know in our circles – you think NIL's been around forever but you'd be amazed that the, the people specifically the older generation not mm-hmm. not to make you feel old Ken I got that, you. Is a, <laughs> that is still unaware of what NIL is or what a collective does and they, they see the bad news they don't, they don't see all the good things that are
0: happening No and, I, and sadly it is my demographic Brent you're 100% right for <laughs> the most part uh, for for the most part so will it be a new beer brand and they're not going to just slap yep. it. that's why that's what I had to figure right? it has to be Yep
2: yep uh, any uh, be, uh, go ahead yeah, I'll, I'll give you a little hint. So it'll be a, it'll be a light American lager. So good. we're talking about uh, you know an out in a you know low fours type of very drinkable. Um, but they make a great product up there. So I, I get a taste test next week. Uh, but we're hoping to have everything ready uh, definitely by football season, and potentially even by that stop and Rag Brian Ames. We could have a taste test uh-huh. with the Will Collective tense, which be a, a pretty good timing. So yeah, I think and I what I've learned, guys, is naming and designing a beer is a <laughs> lot harder than it looks. Uh, There are a lot of trademark issues and name issues, Mm -hmm. and you can't name it this, and you can't have the logo on it and all this stuff. So um, it's probably for some people like, well, that's that's what it is. But, yes, I mean, it's the best we could do uh, to make sure Iowa State fans know it is the Iowa State NIL beer.
1: So what will it be called? Can you break some news here for us?
2: Hmm. I'll break some news because I'm going to post it here right after I talk to you guys. So it's going to be called, drumroll please, uh, get this, Ames Lager. Pretty simple. So we're... We're working off the whole Ames theme on the throwback helmets for Iowa State this year. It's the 100th anniversary yep. of Jack Trice. We thought that, that tied in with We Will, which is based on Jack Trice, and uh, really taking advantage of the great water in Ames and the great water in Okoboji.
0: Uh, and uh, will the can, what uh, cans be Cardinal and Gold?
2: Yes. Very, very, it'd be hard to not know that is an Iowa State-supported can. <laughs> that I'm Literally, after I get off the phone with you guys, I'm going to go back to my laptop and and put that on social. Look forward to everybody's reaction. And and again, it it, it can be tough to design those things. So we tried to make it as cyclone centric as we could.
0: And you know how Hawkeye fans and cyclone fans they try to one up each other and whatever it is. This is the next. This is the next frontier, is it not?
2: It, it, it is, and it's just like I, I've already got people going, man. You're going to get it from Iowa fans, aren't you? I'm like, you know, it's part of the deal. More more yep. awareness is good awareness. Yeah. So. You know, we're just trying to literally, uh, pardon the pun, but tap into uh, the good stuff of, of, of the Ames water, but then also a friendly rivalry. You know, I'll have to say, you know, it's it's all in good fun. I mean, at the end of the day, collectives really help Iowa State student-athletes, and and this is another way, you know, a few dollars for every case will go to us. So it's a easy and fun way to get the word out about us and, and hopefully provide a good beer at the same time.
0: And you guys have been out. I mean, I've seen uh, uh, you've been busy the last couple of weeks with the with the student-athletes, Brent.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's the fun part. So we have now we are now, we've reached, uh, we're going to help out every single uh, football player on scholarship for Iowa State and every single men's and women's basketball player uh, this calendar year. So we're providing opportunities for all of them, but really we're focused on, and I know sometimes it gets lost. Like ultimately, yes, our job is to keep Iowa State's roster competitive. But at the end of the day, if we can have an impact specifically with youth organizations in the area, uh, we're trying to make this a win-win. I know there's some talk about the IRS and the, and the deductibility of a tax donation to collectives. And we are legitimately trying to make an impact. So we had 25 Iowa state football players at the Tim Dwight and Tavian Banks football camp of all things this weekend at Hoover high school. Uh, But it was great. So, you know, a mix of, of Hawkeyes and cyclones. And there was 400 kids from the Des Moines public schools. And I think two thirds of them were on free and reduced lunch, free camp with the cyclone players as the, the camp counselors. So, it was a perfect mix of, like, let's do some good with all this stuff. Yeah, we compensated the guys for being there, uh, but I'm hopefully for those, you know, second through sixth graders at Hoover High School, it made their day, and they made some new fans.
1: So, Ameslogger, this will be a new revenue stream. You're out of golf courses. You're going to be at Ragbry, Those are all great things. What are some of the other ideas? I mean, th- this is something that has never been yeah. done before. I mean, you're, you're learning on the fly, as most everybody is. Do you have anything else, any... Any new kind of ideas that you're trying to come up with and see, hey, can we find some new revenue streams going these different angles?
2: Uh, that's, that's my day right now, my, my week. is just There are a lot of, and as you guys might imagine, considering this is a startup world, there are so many uh, companies that want to get involved. Or, hey, I've got this idea. So it's really, for me, my day consists of filtering it, what is a good idea and what is a horrible idea. And there's a lot of horrible ideas in the collective space. Um, but really for us, I mean, at the end of the day, the best revenue stream for us is those individual donations and larger gifts, right? So, the you know, the, the, the beer will help a little bit. You know, the T-shirts help a little bit. But really, in the in the fundraising world, and, you know, I've worked in fundraising for 15 years now, mm-hmm. it's the, the top 10% of donors that make 80% of the impact. So really, you know, we need impact from all Iowa State fans. We've got 4,000 donors now at all levels. But for us, we know if we don't get those big gifts, those larger supporters, it's tough to crowdsource in the collective world because the roster price keeps going up. And so for us it's you know, you hope those those bigger investors and those who are ultra supportive uh, see the benefit and see the good things that are happening with their dollars. And I think what what is going to happen in this collective space, and you've seen it already, is those donors who give once but they don't necessarily see the return on their quote unquote investments, these collectives are gonna run out of money because they're over promising in a lot of ways. And so for us, we're trying to keep it you know, we, we, have a, we have budgeted out where we're good for the next year. I don't know what next year looks like beyond that, but try not to overpromise, and that's where a lot of these collectors are getting in trouble, like the one in Florida, where they promised that quarterback, like, $8 million and ended up not having, like, a tenth of it. And that's, that's what we're trying to avoid here.
0: Uh, and, Brett, that's where my next question was going to be, but I wasn't going to go next year. I was actually going to go, where, where's this going to go in five or ten years? Does that
2: keep you and, up at night? It, it doesn't really, because ultimately, I, I think one way or another, collectives will not exist in five years. And I don't say that as a negative thing. I think we're going one of two directions. Uh, and you've already seen it in the SEC, where some of these collectives are actually going underneath their fundraising arms, their athletic funds. Um, so that's one option if it's not regulated. And if it is regulated, I think ultimately these players are contract employees via each conference. So here's my great prediction. I think... The conferences break away from the NCAA, form their own whatever-looking space, and then each conference has its own separate rules of NIL within those conferences where there's a salary cap or a top-earning a top earning potential by sports. And I think that might be the best way to go.
0: Brent Bloom from the We Will Collective. Uh, good stuff, Bloomy. I, I, you did... Uh... Uh, gave me some, I guess, false hope when I saw that the Cap City League was coming back. I got all excited. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had don't... to break
2: the news to him, Blue. Yeah, there's going to be yeah. some
0: content in this summertime. I love it. Thank God it's back. And then, uh, well, the players aren't playing.
2: Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, at, at the end, so that's the world change in summer league basketball. have yeah. almost completely dried up because the coaches get so many hours per week now. And so it yeah. just becomes a, how do you want to allocate your time driving down to Des Moines and playing or... Uh, using the workout time and the team bonding time up in name, So I love the Cap City League. It's my favorite thing. And those guys, Derek and team do a phenomenal job. So we wanted to support them a little bit by at least having some cycle players there. And they'll be there every Sunday that the Cap City League is around. But encourage people to go out and support the Cap City folks. It's free to get in. And they really do a great job for grassroots basketball in this area.
0: Uh, So uh, just to recap, the Westo, the Ames-Logger goal is football taste testing perhaps at the aim stop of rag brides coming to ankeny too just to let you know uh but th- yep. that that's the goal right now is the, so when we'll see it for the first time
2: yep you got it so that'll kind of be in and we'll be in all the uh, statewide and all the stores all the, and that was our big our, our big uh, sticking point we got to make sure iowa state fans can get it wherever and we'll be in stores definitely by mid-august so get up to speed here and i'll keep everybody posted on uh social media at we will collective or follow me at at Bren bloom and then uh as always though there's other ways you just can support, too, wewillcollective.com. Those individual donations also very much help. Thank you, Brent.
0: Have a wonderful uh, long weekend. Appreciate you coming on. Thank you, Brent Bloom. Our,
2: our, our, and, Ken, I would have voted for you for Iowa Sportscaster of the Year, FYI. <laughs> That's a shame. <laughs> you. So, thanks, so thanks, thanks,
0: brother. Good to hear from you. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> Brent Bloom uh, from the We Will Collective. Good guy. Glad that they uh, found their beer. And they're going to drink a pile of it, Trent. Yes, they you will. damn well. Uh, damn well. <laughs> you make a contest out of this. It's it's, going, it's on, isn't it? Yes, both it's sides absolutely are to see on. Yes. Who drinks the most beer, mm-hmm. Swarm or Ames Lager? And good
1: for West O, getting that You're, connection. Huge here. for West O. Yes. Really good for them. Well, and he mentioned, you know, you got Big Grove over near Iowa City. You have Eastern Iowa Outpost up there with Toppling Goliath. And yeah, a lot of them are based on that side. You mm-hmm. get somebody from... Well, this side of the state, at least the west side, if you will, up in northwest Iowa with West O, I think it makes a ton of sense for them. I know there's been speculation that maybe they're looking to put a tap room somewhere in
0: Ames. That could be a possibility. So, Well, what about the the um, uh, Pollardville or whatever that uh, is? Pollard and Light. It? The Pollard and Light <laughs> District, right? Yes. I mean, what a great place for, I mean,
1: there's going to be something like that. Right? Wouldn't you like to have Mm -hmm. something like that? Be an anchor Mm -hmm. and you already have the connection. And if this goes well and if it tastes good and people are buying it up, Mm -hmm. yeah, the connections make a whole lot of sense there. How about the breaking news, too? We got the name of it. Yeah. Good stuff. Ames Lager. That was on Miller & Condon on KXNO for everybody. As first heard. As first heard. Right. Make sure that's in the article tomorrow Du Des Moines Register.
0: Uh, good for Brent Bloom and uh, for yeah. the folks there. Swarm versus Ames Lager. So you're excited, it sounds like,
1: about the Ragbri stop in Ankeny. Well, it's an old Ankeny, so it's staying old.
0: far away from northeastern Ankeny.
1: So you know when Ragbri, when they come to a town, though, you know what
0: people? Yeah, they are camp on
1: your lawn. Yeah, right. so I mean, what's the best way to get a hold of you for people? Oh, that want that's to part- a
0: great question, Trent, and I'd love for you. You know, it's against the homeowners association. Oh, oh I looked oh, at the oh, bylaws. Yep, I thought, you yep. know what, I'm going to put a bunch of them up. Mm-hmm. Up, a couple of big it old
1: buses just out can't there. Can't
0: do it. You know, and, and they're sticklers. They, they are yes but there's a park right across the street, but it's too far from it because they're um they they're, want to be close to uh, yeah, old downtown. The, the, the old downtown which is just taken off yes great area oh Love my that spot. god i mean it used to be the bear restaurant um leaning tower of pizza mm-hmm. um the, the 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 yankee clipper yep. which was the bar that was about it a lot more now. Oh, Trails End or Trailside is a great breakfast place. There's a bunch of restaurants going in. Got the little antique shops and the boutiques yeah, and no, things like it's, that. It's, it's come back. I'm sure Scrunch enjoys her time there. Well, she grew up in that part of mm-hmm. Ankeny. I mean, she was, a little, she was born in Ankeny. And she's 65. I mean, she's seen a lot in this. Yeah, a lot of this. growth. Oh, she hates when I say her age on the air. Just hates it. Uh-oh. But the good news is she doesn't listen. You never listened. Well, somebody will. And cold shoulder coming your way <laughs> later today. Well, we're 64 and 65. That's a badge of honor, man. I think. Yes. Made a long time. You did. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station. Would, would I rather be your age? Of course. It's 106.06. Uh, 106.06. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Glad you tweeted out uh, from our Miller and Condon Twitter account. Did you see one of the quote tweets? No. guy by the name uh, Levi Larson, Uh, I guess it's Guy. What a terrible name for a beer. I'll drink a lot of it. (laughs) Uh, You you knew that was coming, though, right? I mean,
1: (laughs) it was going to be inevitable. Whatever the name is, there's going to be somebody that's going to. But I love
0: this. What a terrible name for a beer. I'll drink a lot of it. Yes, they will. Good work, Levi. Good work, Brent Bloom yes. and the folks over there We Will. And they have been out a bunch mm-hmm. this, this past uh, week or so. Uh seen them more and more. Anyways, uh, good stuff. Breaking news
1: from the rivalry component. It was down to a final two for... Young man from up in Northwest Iowa, wide receiver, Reese Vanderzee, big wide receiver, 6'4,
0: X receiver. Ooh, okay, B- between. It was who? down to
1: Iowa and Iowa State. Yep. Nebraska was also involved, but yep. his finalists were the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones, and he has just committed to Iowa. He's a Hawk. He is a Hawk. Uh, do you know much about him? Big Frame yep. was on the uh, Central Lion George Little Rock team that's just absolutely loaded. And yep. Does he make the
0: registers time. all
1: state team? He is. I know a 24 7 sports has him as the number eight prospect in the state. So Iowa with seven of the top eight for this year's class. The only remaining target that is not committed out of that top eight is Grant Bricks from over in uh, the Council Bluffs area. Mm-hmm. And Notre Dame's involved. He is oh, not. boy. Yeah. I think Iowa basically knew they were out. They've already taken four offensive linemen in this class. I believe all four of them are from the state of Illinois. And I think they knew pretty quickly. They tried. It wasn't happening. I think Iowa State feels like maybe they still have a mm-hmm. shot at him, but he's the number one prospect, a national guy. But we were talking about this yesterday when we were talking mm-hmm. with Nick Osen. It's not just Iowa and Iowa State. Georgia got the top punter in the country right. to commit to them. you got big-time programs that continue to mine this state. I see it calling high school football now for a couple of decades, the level of play has increased so much. I think of when I was in high school 25 years ago, these guys are a completely different level. And not just at now the 5A level, cross the board, flip on a state championship, watch the games at the dome and just see, mm-hmm. even at the 1A, 2A level, the high level of play that we have, It has evolved so much in these last couple of decades that I've been keeping a close eye on it. And, it sounds like this class, a couple of classes, that class of 2025, there's going to be a couple more national prospects
0: coming in. Unbelievable. Uh, good stuff. Uh, all right. Hour number two. Thank you to Brent Bloom for coming on. Our guest at the 1130 mark. If you are th- 1135, a podcast will be up later. All right. Frank Schwab, will kick things off. Do you have to run out and pick up Jack? I do. Be back in 10 minutes. All right. So grab Jack. Frank Schwab will join us from Yahoo Sports, talk a little NFL, and David Eichholt on Iowa at 1230. Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.